listening to Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm your host, Ayanna Williams-Jones, owner of Twin Resorts, Pedicure and Shoes to Go Day Spa, and Boss Ladies of Detroit Business Consulting. And I'm Naya Marshall. I own Ivy Kitchen and Cocktails, Diamo Development, and Detroit Decontamination. And we're your hosts for the official Boss Ladies of Detroit podcast. Welcome to another episode of Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm Ayanna Williams-Jones. And I'm Naya Marshall. And our guest today is one to watch. Gabby Faye is a recording artist, plus-size model, and YouTube personality. She's most recognized for her global TJ Maxx commercial, which kicked off her modeling career. Residing in Brooklyn, best out till we die, y'all. This multi-talented artist has an EP that is soon to be released. Her music gives you a flavor of Kobe Calliot and Corinne Bailey Wright. I love Corinne Bailey Wright. Me too. Mixed with some Georgia Smith and Frank Ocean. She recently released her single, Summer Is Over, and it definitely is. It was cold outside, which has warmed the hearts of listeners. You can keep up to date. And welcome, Gabby Faye. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. We are so excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Gabby. Well, I um, from Brooklyn, reside in Brooklyn. I'm one of seven kids. I'm in the middle, and I'm the only kid in my family who is musical, musically inclined. Um, I've been singing since I was four. I've been in a bunch of different like open mic nights and plays and just started doing my own music, writing my own music I'm in high school started recording and just started pursuing that uh, path. And, you know, all my other siblings do a bunch of different things. So it's, I was kind of the weird one out of my family. Um, and then I uh, started modeling and it, I really fell into it. Like it wasn't something that I planned at all. Um, it was just something that the opportunity was just given to me. And I feel so blessed to be doing what I'm doing now. Um, I've also been in like a lot of commercials and a couple of different indie films. And I really love um, being a performer and an entertainer. And that's what I, I'm doing with my life right now. So. so when you say modeling, just you fell into it. How do you, were you like walking down the street and woke up on the red carpet? Like, how did that happen? So how, it was a, a series of a bunch of different things, but, you know, growing up, I was always a chubby kid. So people used to always tell me, oh, you have a pretty face. If you just lost some weight, you could definitely model. So I just never thought of it as something that was an option for me because I was always a big girl. So um, when I got older, you know, being like self-conscious with, you know, who I am as a person and how I look, I had to really grow into myself and who I am, being comfortable with who I am. So when I started doing local commercials with my talent agent, she got a gig for me for, it was like a plus size modeling gig. And I was, I guess, the only one that fit that description with her roster. So she kind of called me one day and she's like, hey, we have this plus size modeling gig. I think you'd be great for it. And I was just like, I'm not a model. Like, you need to ask somebody else. Like, I couldn't model. And um, I, she just kind of encouraged me to, to try it. So I did it, and I really had a lot of fun. And then after that, I uh, went to uh, was going to New York at that time. This was, like, one of my first trips out there, like, randomly. Like, my, it was a birthday present for my family. They just kind of, like, paid for my trip out there. While I was out there, I ran into 
um, like an 80s super plus size model from back in the day. She's like, a, she they called her the runway diva. And I met her um, randomly at like a meeting and she made me walk for her. I never walked a day in my life. And so <laughs> when I walked for her, she's like, I want you on my show this summer. I was like, really? So it just kind of fell into place like randomly. This wasn't just a planned thing. It was just the right place at the right time, honestly. Yeah, and it was then, where you were supposed to be though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and so it kind of, from that, it kind of was a domino effect. Um, when I booked the TJ Maxx commercial, I was able to like, like jumpstart my career in New York. And when I got there, I got signed to um, a modeling agency. They, they saw my commercial. They saw like what I was doing and I guess they liked what they saw. So they signed me. And then I walked to New York Fashion Week that summer. And then every fall since then, I've been walking in New York Fashion Week. So it's been like, quite an experience and something that it wasn't like I just had it in my mind my whole life for modeling specifically. Like I've always been a singer. I've always been an entertainer, always been an actor, but I just never saw modeling in my future. And that's what I've been like doing really, really well at in the last uh, few years. So I'm really blessed to be in that position now. Yes. So, so how, how tall are you, Gabby? I'm like five ten and a half. Oh yeah, so that's oh, definitely so model heels, height. Absolutely, heels are about six feet. <laughs> Absolutely. I I actually went to Barbizon Modeling School. No way. Yes, <laughs> I would have to wake up on Saturday mornings at like five o'clock in the morning because they bust all these kids from around the suburbs of Michigan. And we would go and, you know, they taught us how to do makeup. They taught us how to walk. And after a year of being the same size, they kind of real slowly realized I wasn't going to get past 5'1". <laughs> and my modeling career ended. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Gabby, what, what advice would you have to for someone that is... Um you know, that isn't isn't so lucky, if you will. I wouldn't call it luck. I would just call it, you know, it's, you know. Destiny. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Destiny. That's a good word to describe it, Yana. Well, what advice would you have for, you know, a young girl who wants to be a plus-size model? I would imagine that it, it takes a lot of confidence to be a model. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's what I would say, like, for, for someone who wants to be in my shoes next year, for example, I would say um, you can't listen to everyone's opinion about you because a lot of people told me that I could never model unless I lost 50 pounds. You know, like, people would tell me that a lot. And so um, if I were to listen to that kind of advice, I would have never been – I would have never tried it. I would have never, like, been in the position that I'm in now. I would say you need to surround yourself with like-minded people surround yourself with people that are doing what you're doing or on the road to what you're what you want to do so that they can influence you because you're going to be like the people that you surround yourself with so if you want to model and you want to be that plus size model I would surround yourself with other women who want that too who are going for that too so you can um, collaborate with each other help each other towards your goals like when I first started I met a lot of people that were starting with me along with me and we've grown so much from the time that we started to now so I feel like you know you're going to need that support system and you're going to need that encouragement and you're going to need that community to help build you to where you want to be so that would be my advice for them oh that that sounds like great advice definitely great yeah. advice yeah. so now the singing so you started the 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 modeling and then did you do acting first or did you were you singing first and then acting so, 
when I was younger, I, I like I found out I could sing and people told me I could sing since I was like four years old. So I was like in all the plays, like the singing plays in school. And my, my dad would always take me to like open mic events. Um, and like, you know, I would sing and sing for money like, <laughs> and then I would just like win these little, <laughs> little prizes and things like that. So I used to, I was always doing that. Um, cause I knew that I could sing. I didn't know about the other things. I kind of discovered it as I grew, but singing was always something that was like my first love. Like music was my first love. And I was, grew up singing in church and singing like anywhere that I could sing, I would sing. So that would be like something that I, you know, always knew that that was going to be like something that I go for acting uh came as well along with that as I grew older same with modeling and with acting I've been in like a couple of independent films I've been in commercials but music has always been like something that I creatively do by myself like I write my own songs I play guitar and piano like I sing my own oh, songs. Wow. so it was yeah it was something and I think you're gonna I perform yeah. for us today right awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah I will definitely so um, it's been something that I, as last couple of years, I've really been pursuing and going hard at. I have a few songs out on like Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming platforms. And last year before COVID, I had a band that I was performing around New York City with, and we would do, I would do like some original songs, some like SZA covers, because I love SZA, and like just like other, like different things to kind of get get myself out there and so that people can, you know, I'm an, a new artist in town and they can listen to my music. And um, so, yeah, I've just been pursuing that ever since and, you know, still coming out with songs, even though we're in quarantine. I came out with a song uh, a couple months ago in collaboration with my friend who raps. And so um, it's been it's been a really cool adventure thing that I've been able to do. So how, how are you balancing everything, being an activist, being a model, being a singer? You know, how, how are you how are you balancing everything? That's a good question. I think I've always been a workaholic and I've always loved my work. So I, I feel like I'm fueled the energy to fuel me to do these things is because I love it. So like the love for it gives me the energy to make time for all of these things. And sometimes like I pay more attention to one thing than the other, depending on the gig or the opportunity or the day. So, but I make time for all of it. So is it like (laughs) money over everything? Um, How about dating? Any dating in there? Oh, yeah. I've been on, like, at least 100 dates in the last two years. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear about it. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Okay. So the dating scene, it's, you know, when I was younger, when we're all younger, I thought I'd be married by, like, 23, have a couple kids. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, it just didn't happen that way. And, like, I I know it's partly because of the, the lifestyle that I like and living right now being an artist being traveling all the time for modeling gigs being on the go so it kind of makes it difficult to have that kind of like settle down type lifestyle to where it's easier to form like a relationship so you can just you know be in one place every day with that person so that's been challenging but I have gone out on a lot of dates because I am looking for someone like I'm open to it if it comes by um but I haven't really gone out with anybody that I could see myself, you know, going long term with. So it kind of, you know, I've been on a bunch of first dates. I've been on a couple of second dates and rarest is a third date just because. So do you have dating rules? Do you have like dating rules? Like no kissing on date one, 
date two, you right. gotta walk me to my door. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I do. I think it goes by like for me, I like a man to pay on a first date, and a lot of them don't think like that. Not anymore. So, no, they don't. Yeah, yeah I, I'm old school I like that. You, if you do not pay. You, that is an automatic elimination. Like, there's no yeah. going back from not paying on the first date. And there's yeah. no Dutch. No, like, I no, don't, I'm not. No, I I'm, mean, pay the bill. That's not my religion. Yeah. <laughs> Dutch yeah, is not exactly. my religion. We're not in the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah so. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I've had a, a, a lot of discussion with, like, my guy friends who, you know, think it's appropriate to ha- take a girl out and have her pay for herself. And I'm just like. I spent two hours doing my hair and makeup and looking cute. Like, I'm not going to come out looking cute to pay for my own meal. I could do that by myself. Like, well, it, Or go with your girlfriends where you're guaranteed a fun time. Exactly. You know, a first date is a hit or a miss. Yeah. You may have a good time. You may not. So, I mean, I just absolutely. got tired of explaining myself over and over It, it, it is a routine. Do you, do you find yourself, Gabby, telling your, giving your pedigree or your bio or your resume every single time? Or do you yeah. find some creatives that allow you to switch it up and not really care about that and really want to get to know you on a, on a human level? I guess it depends on the vibe that I get from the person. Sometimes it's the first option. Sometimes it's the second option, depending on, like, how how much I've talked to this person before we went on a date? Sure. Do I know them well, or is this like someone that I'm? It's brand new, and we're just really discovering each other, who we are, where we come from. So I'll ask those questions. But like, I do ask a lot of questions on dates, just because like I want to know if we even have a connection here. We can if you're easy to talk to, you know, if we if I enjoy time with you. Sure. And, it's not forced, you know. Sometimes, if I feel like it's forced, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, thanks, but no yeah, thanks, Bob. For sure. Work, Are you know? into zodiacs? Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. My birthday was like last week. Oh, so Happy I won't belated. even say what I was gonna say about Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so. Where, where are you meeting these men? Are you on Bumble? Are you on Hinge? I'm on Bumble, like I'm on Hinge. I'm on all of them, literally. I'm on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and like just last month, I had a guy who whined and dined me. Like he picked me up, dropped me off, paid for all the meals. Like it was great, you know. But then like we just weren't compatible in the end, and it wasn't. It didn't feel right. Like it didn't have a. We didn't have like a. A solid connection. I feel like you're just looking for different people. Yeah. But like the the experience was nice. It was worth my time. Like I really enjoyed it. But then I I went on. I go on dates with guys who really have nothing to offer me. Like at all. Like personality wise. Like yeah. conversation. Like and it just felt. It feels like I'd wasted a day. So because of that, like one time, I like just a couple months ago, I had like three dates in one day and that (laughs) you're a serial dater gabby (laughs) (laughs) it was so much like drama like i don't think i could do it again because i was exhausted by the end of it It, it's a job if you're actually out there putting yourself out there properly um trying to find a mate it 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 can be laborsome like a job Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it felt like an interview and i feel like you know the energy that's pulled out of me with all these different conversations 
you know, it just felt like, oh, I'd rather put that energy into into my work. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That, you know, do, so do you do you I, think that it's tough because you travel a lot, or is it because of your success, or are you just, you know, maybe not meeting the right men? And does I, does money matter? Uh, money matters. Money matters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it. <laughs> care of your bills take care of yourself like have something going sure on sure you you know like <laughs> so a little bit yeah a little bit money matters a little bit but like also um in terms of success that's like one of the things that i didn't think i would have to deal with um becoming like a plus size model being in these campaigns being on the cover of magazines i didn't think that would be like something that i would have to deal with so quickly in my career but like a lot of guys you know, seem to be dating me because of mm. my model status. Mm. Yeah. And it feels yeah. uncomfortable sometimes because I'm such a down to earth person. Like I don't look at me the way that they're looking at me. And like, it just feels like when you're, when you're too much of like a, a crazy fan with me, it feels uncomfortable. Like I don't, sure, I don't really sure. enjoy ha- Have myself. you, have you tried refraining from allowing them to know that about you? And oh, just yeah. yeah, yeah. What what was was there a difference? Because also that could be why they don't pay. They're like, well, she's she's doing quite well. Let her pay, you know. So yeah, I think um, my rule is I don't give out my Instagram to guys that I'll meet on dating apps right away. Like I'd rather meet them first and see, you know, how they feel about me, just what they know about me, just as a person, versus. Because once I give them an Instagram, they do all this research on me. And I'm just like, okay, like this is a little crazy now. Like, I don't know if I can handle this. Well, uh, or, you know, me, as soon as you give me your first and last name, I'm Googling. <laughs> She's so serious. I'm like, I'm like Googling. And, and then I'm like, I don't know. Like, I need to know who the person is. Like, do you have any serial killers? Like, in your immediate family like yeah she's so serious i googled too i I feel you on that i just this one time i was on a date with a guy and like instead of talking to me he kept on looking at pictures on my instagram and showing me them oh my god you're like i know it's me do you are you so are you open open like are you dating uh out of your race short men do they have to be taller than you what kind of parameters are you dating within I'm I'm pretty open, but I prefer men to be taller than me. That's um, a struggle in your uh, in your generation. <laughs> so many yeah. are. I, I think the men are shorter today. Yeah, than they like were when I was young. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so our video yeah, guy yeah. just gave me the eye. <laughs> but <laughs> my my brothers are tall. They're six three, six four, and six five. Oh, you know what I, I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for tall men. Like, I think I'm we all are. I, I, I have dated a couple of short guys, but you know what happens sometimes when I date short guys? They get like the Napoleon syndrome. Oh, no yeah, pun intended. They get real like, weird about it. So, like, yeah. I tend to avoid that drama because I know how they act being shorter than me. Because I'm a tall girl. Like, most guys are shorter than me. Yeah, so, like, absolutely. When I, and especially when, I, when you put on heels. Oh, so do you yeah, wear I, the I heels, wear or do heels. you try to give no. them some consideration and say, "Well, I won't. Yeah. I'll be five ten today. I won't be six one because you can go up to six one, six two. We all yeah. know you can." And then when they make you mad, you put your heels on. <laughs> Literally, like I, I don't. I 
my style has changed so much that I've been like doing like kind of streetwear, urban wear. So I'll wear like the white sneakers with my skirt and my crop top kind of thing. And so that's like helped out a lot in that area. But I do enjoy heels every once in a while, especially when I'm modeling. Obviously, I'm in heels. So it, it would be nice that someone would be at least my height when I'm in heels, you know? <laughs> but um, typically I'm like in sneakers or flats. So that's, <laughs> let's change it up a little bit. Um, Brooklyn, you grew up in Brooklyn. So I know you have seen it gone because I was in Brooklyn as a little girl and I know how much Brooklyn had changed um, from when I was there. How um, How is the... <clears throat> How has it been the gentrification? And so I, that? I made I didn't clarify. I actually did not grow up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Okay. I moved to Brooklyn uh, about six years ago when I started my, my uh, modeling career. Okay. But Brooklyn, for me, Brooklyn's home because I hate Florida. Like you can think <laughs> <of it after. laughs> especially now that it's red. <laughs> it's always red. Like that place is always red. But like I, I just had an awful experience it's like I've traveled so much and I've lived in like 13 different states but when I like moved to New York it, it just felt like home instantly right. and my parents um are my parents are from Brooklyn so they grew up there in the 70s and 80s and they met had me in Jersey moved to Florida so I grew oh, up what there. part of Jersey but orange oh, okay I was born in Patterson but really yeah yeah I'm a, I'm a Jersey girl when it comes to that but um so yeah, as far as gentrification though, it's it's been getting pretty gentrified in the last few years, but even more so now. Uh, it's kind of just they're pushing everybody out, like everybody out down further, further, further back. So it it has changed a lot from you know from what my parents told me, from what my friends told me, to now, and it it is a different world. Even when my parents came to visit me um, in Brooklyn. They were like, "Where's Brooklyn? Like, what is this place? Like, it's so different, you know." And like, it, it is like it's like a facelift. Like, it just flips upside down. So like, you you still have people that have been there for twenty plus years. So they they still it still gives you that grit and that culture. But then there's also a bunch of new people that came from Middle America that are just filtering through. And it's kind of like a, a mix of both of those energies right. in Brooklyn. You know, I, I was recently in Brooklyn about <laughs> maybe three or four four weeks ago. I think it's been now. Mm-hmm. And um, what, one one thing about it to me that stood out is, I mean, I lived in New York for six months right out of college. But New York was just, it was just too much. It was too many people. And you only get these small quarters. Keep in fine. I'm a Detroit <laughs> girl. We have houses. We have yards. We have, you know, that's just how we're born and raised. Yeah. And so when I realized what my salary yielded me in terms of my apartment and then I still had to have a roommate, I was like, okay, well, let me figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, it's just very shocking to me that you find legacy <clears throat> people that have, been, you know, lived there their whole life and they don't own their home or they don't own their condo or they don't own their you know, what do they call it? They're, they're brownstone, Brownstones. you know? So, um, are, is, is, and I, I don't know if that's like racism, like institutional racism is it just cost too much, but is that, or if that's simply not a priority for, uh, people in New York. Um, as far as home ownership, home ownership, <clears throat> I don't think it's a priority because yeah. New York is made up of 66% renters. That's why there's so many renters unions, renters rights, because it's a city made up of renters. So they're going to protect the renters before they protect the homeowners. 
especially like if you're a landlord and you're renting apartments out, they're going to protect, always going to protect the, um, the renters. So I think um, with home ownership, I mean, it's nice. Like my grandparents owned a, a building, a brownstone from back in the day, but they bought it in the 60s and that was when it was really cheap and they just kept it, you know? Um, but I think that people want to buy a home it's just not as feasible uh, to do it directly in the city like that's why a lot of them go to jersey or connecticut to buy a home because it makes more sense like uh, sure. financially to do it that way but i know people that buy apartments in like um in like a a, a home ownership kind of building so you can mm -hmm. like buy your apartment but that's co-op yeah super expensive too like a co-op yeah, yeah. It's super expensive too so, so speaking on the <clears throat> speaking on the business side of things, so you have your um, acting, you have your singing, and then you have your modeling. Like, do you manage all of that yourself, or do you have like an accountant that does everything for you, and then your manager that does the booking, and then, or do you do all of that yourself, and then? So when it comes to uh, my bookings, I have an agent for modeling, an agent for acting, a manager for acting. Um, <clears throat> and Singing a, and as well? Commercials. Singing, no. I'm an independent artist, so I do all of that myself. Um, as far as an accountant, I probably should use one, but I'm really good at math, so I just kind of do it myself. And I, I keep my books really tight. Um, and I feel like as I get to you know even like a bigger business as my business grows into a bigger um Platform. business i'll probably you know add on an accountant but right now i i kind of do everything uh myself and then my agents just book me and bill me and send me the sheets that i need for my taxes and things like that okay so does that is that <clears throat> like in your um arena is that like the typical how everybody does it or is that like what you would suggest um to like of course upcoming artists is like because is it is it tiresome on you or do you think like no nah, like, i got this i'm cool you know or does it become yeah. overwhelming uh so that is a great question i think since i was younger i've always known that i wanted to work with myself and i wanted to be my own brand my own business so um like taking care of my my own finances my own business the way that I want it to be done I'm really good at that and I like to have that kind of say so in my um in my business and have that kind of control over my finances. sure Oprah always says sign your own checks <laughs> yeah <laughs> sign so your like own do checks <laughs> do, you, do you have an assistant like who helps you with all of your day-to-day -day? like uh, so I have my like, my sister's a social media manager and she awesome. helps me out a lot yeah, so she awesome. helps me out a lot. And then I have a few friends, like Alex on the call. She helps me out a lot for a different things. So I have different friends that assist me. But for day-to-day, -day, I mostly uh, manage myself, and then I coincide with my agents. So, like, as I'm managing myself, my agent's also managing me, and they're also helping me with my schedule. Like, they, they choose my schedule. So how it works, 6 p.m. the night before, my agent will send me my schedule for the next day, and the next day I'll go to all my clients. So that's like kind of like how it's been for the last few years. So I never know when I have work. I never know when I'm working until I get that email the night before for modeling. And then for music, I just do my own thing and set my own schedule of when I'm releasing, when I'm marketing, when I'm collabing, all of that. 
I have a planner that I figure all that stuff out with. Um, acting, I coincide with my agent. Like when she's uh, give, uh, booking me and um, getting me auditions, then I prepare for that. And those are kind of a little bit more difficult because they pop up out of nowhere and you have 24 hours to get this, these right. self-tapes in, which is like not a lot of time. So I, I pretty much do that myself. Um, sometimes I'll have like a full-time assistant if it's like that kind of season in the year where it's just too much and I need help. Like New York I'll Fashion Week. For that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get an assistant for that because it's just crazy. <laughs> like I can't do all of it. Right. But most times I feel comfortable like, you know, doing it myself. Um, and you said if it was typical. So a lot of models, they do have an accountant. A lot of models have an accountant just to keep up with their taxes, make sure they're paying their taxes, make sure they're saving enough to pay the taxes at the end of the year because we don't pay taxes on our, on our checks. It's all at the end of the year that, they, sure. that they, we sure. claim all of it. So a lot of them, they let their accountants handle that. Um, and I just, I haven't, I don't know, I just like doing it myself. <laughs> so I haven't yet. But I'm sure one day I'll be like, yeah, I have so much work to do, so I need help, you know. <laughs> okay, so now we get to go to our fun part, which okay. is our, you know, we've handled the business, we went through all of that. So we give you the choice here. So you can sing before or you can sing after you get these tricky love and sex questions. I'll do after. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so the way it works is we have this little bowl here okay. and we have a bunch of little papers rolled up. And okay. um, Naya, did you do the honors last time? Or did uh, I? You, I did them. You did them? Okay, yeah. so since you're not in studio, if you were in studio, then you would get to pick three questions, and you would get to pick which one you want to answer, which one you want me to answer, and which one you want Naya to answer. So okay. since you're not here, <laughs> this week I get to do the honors. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Yay! So I'm going to, here's number one and i'm gonna shake it up again and here's number two and let's shake it up again and i'll pick this little one again here's number three so let's see i never give my and even every time gabby that i think i'm giving myself the easy question <laughs> it always be the freaking hard question so let's see <laughs> Ah, okay. oh, that was a good one. Okay, wait a minute. So I'm going to give Naya a hard one this time. She always gives me the hard <laughs> ones. She says that they're not, but I end up getting the hard ones all the time. Okay, so this one is Naya's. Here you okay. go. And... <laughs> okay, so this one I'll, I'll do for you. And... um. Dang, I gave myself the hard one again. Oh, oh my okay. goodness. I know. Okay, so this is your I question, Mine is hard, Debbie. too. Um, okay. How do you define sexy for yourself? Oh, that's a good one. That's my question? Yep. How do you define sexy for yourself? What's sexy for me? I think when I can bring out my most feminine energy outside. So when I'm dressing up, looking cute, doing my lashes, which I don't do every day, you know, <laughs> wearing my cute little mini skirts, like being super like girly and feminine. I feel like that's sexy for me. I'm bringing like, when sexy I'm, back. I feel like when I'm turning heads, it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That makes sense. I like that. Turning heads is sexy. Gabby Faye quote. <laughs> okay, Naya. Okay, my question says, how important is sex in a relationship, marriage, in your opinion? <laughs> I, I think it's important. important. It's important. Is it, is it in my top three or four? Probably not. Uh, but I, I do think it's important uh, because obviously it's a way of showing love and it's a physical pleasure. So all, all that's important. Um, I wouldn't say that it, it is. It, it's in my top five, but probably number four or five. <laughs> Who puts okay. it in account? Only nine. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Not my top three, but definitely my top five. And then she still gave it a number after saying in my top five. <laughs> this is Miss Analytics. Like she's sorry, <laughs> going to do the statistics. This is, I'm surprised she didn't come out with those statistics. And nine out of ten. <laughs> I should, look, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> if she would have knew the question in advance, she would have had all types of analytics with it. Gabby, how is how important is it? To you let's let's flip it a little bit i am gonna say it's very important i'm gonna put it in my top two <laughs> a to the man <laughs> and unless i'm already in love and something happens <laughs> i'm number one <laughs> all right so my question is how do you remedy cheating I always get the hard question. Like, even oh though I, I really looked at all three, and I really didn't think that this one was going to be hard, and then it's hard. How do you remedy cheating? I think, um, <laughs> like, I'm still looking at it. Um, so I think it has to come from the person. Like, the person has to feel like you're enough, and then you have to feel like you're enough and and rather you deserve it or not or what you can put up with because I think for so long um it was the norm and you know right. all, all people say oh men don't you know men aren't faithful men right. aren't this and I think it's what you're willing to put up with and once yeah. you set those boundaries and you tell you know the person what you're willing to put up with and if that's not one of the things you're willing to put up with, either they have to, and I don't even think I just answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the board here. <laughs> um, just chop it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remedy solved. <laughs> That that that's uh severe. <laughs> oh, we don't want to go that severe. Well, what, what was her name? Lorena Bobby. There you go. Look, she even <laughs> hashtag Lorena Bobby. <laughs> that's how you remedy it. Hashtag Lorena Bobby. <laughs> All right, so we got our questions out the way. We're ready to hear you, Miss Gabby. Are you going to do the guitar? Hey, oh, is that acoustic? <laughs> It's acoustic. Yeah. I love acoustic. Guitars. I love acoustic. Okay. Me too. I grow with this one. So I'm not this specific one, but acoustic in general. My son, my son just bought a guitar, and um, he's recently become a rapper. So I'm trying oh. to to support, and um, 
and he's learning how to play the guitar right now. Really? So. Yes. Time to keep going. I I learned on YouTube. I literally just watched YouTube videos and I taught myself. No way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's all on you, Miss okay. Gabby Faye. So this song is called Better. It was my first single that came out. So here we go. You know my every time I hear you whisper in my ear, you're so beautiful. And I will show you things you've never seen before. Where you go, I will go. I will follow you to get away from the world today. I'd like to see a different place where you see a world in me. Let's go, go, cause you know me better, better, better than anyone else in the world. Detroit. Yes, after COVID, definitely. <laughs> yes. Well, we are so happy that you joined us today, Miss Gabby Fan. We got to hear you sing. We got to learn all about you. Um, how do the uh, listeners get to uh, listen to your music and follow you? 
Yes, I am on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple, iTunes at Gabby Fay, G-A-B-B-Y-F-E, uh, Gabby Fay. And you can follow me on Instagram at Gab the Guru. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Do you have anything coming up soon we should know about? I or do. Listeners? <laughs> I do. I have a single coming out in December. Um, and it's a new song that I wrote. And it's a little different from my first EP. So I'm really excited about it. So stay tuned for that. All the information will be on my Instagram. I Gab the Guru. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank and, you, Gabby. Um, thank you enjoy your night. Me. You too. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.